Barber Call Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy JC, Crown Cuts Academy Bristol, and Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown JC. With my host, host with the most, back to back. Let's get it, my guy. Am I Fields? Am I your barber, Marion, Virginia? I cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> I like to cut hair, and I like to talk about cutting hair. And Jordan Barr from Bristol, Tennessee. Jordan Barr underscore fifty two on Instagram. Man, I need to come up. With a barber name, Jordan Barber, JB the barber. The people that be listening to this podcast, y'all, y'all gotta help me with a bar- bar- barber name. I was somebody blessed me with my name. J- like a, I know your name is perfect, J Bar. That's so boring. How's it boring, J Bar? But I didn't select yeah. my name. Somebody gave it to me. Yeah, you gotta get. You gotta like give like somebody can, like you making your own nickname yeah. up. I feel like you gotta be given your name. So that you way do. It's, it's J- like it just comes off the tongue to the people. Where? J- go ahead, J Beasy. <laughs> where, where where I work at in Marion, they have the Appalachian Trail runs through the town. So people hike from Georgia to Maine. And mm. part of the trail goes through where I'm at. And they give each other trail names. Like I'll give you an example. Like one guy's name was SpongeBob. And they, they gave him that name because he carries a loofah when he when he travels on the trail. So they call him SpongeBob. What so. in the world? <laughs> Gotta give Jordan a bar a, a barber name. I've been so, thinking so hard. Man. So so people out there listening, send Jordan Bar. Just send them, send them some names. Name suggestions. Yeah, some name suggestions. Something that you think of that can help him. But anyway, today, we're going to rock it. We're spreading love to Jason. Yo, you know, spreading love. Quick, 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 quick. Rewind. Spreading love to Tri-Cities way <laughs> is the only way we do it. But spreading love to Crown Cuts way is the best way. You know what? Kendall and Lakin was like, Craig, you always talk about spreading love to John oh, City gosh. way. What about the Bristol school? Yeah, yeah, the That's, Tri-Cities way. Yeah, so spreading love to Jordan. Tri- has some, he has <laughs> some internal. <laughs> yeah, well, Jordan, Jordan went to Bristol. School He's here Bristol. to rep it, though, so yeah. he has yeah. no excuse. So, so that's big. That's good. Spreading love to the, the Tri-Cities way is one way, but the only way to spread love is the Crown Cuts way. Boop, boop. Let's go. Today we have an episode. We're going to talk about confrontations. What would you do? If someone walks into a shop, a school setting with a gun, how do you feel? What do you, what's your first reaction? Because knowing what we're going through right now with, um, not right now, but how our world is, as the world's turn. Man, as you brought it, after you brought it up like that, I got chills just thinking about how, like, you know, how serious this topic is. Cause, and you see it on World at World Star. Shout out World Star. You see it on World Star all the time. Barbers. Getting robbed or people getting shot in barbershops. This happens. Yes. So it's something that you have to start thinking about now while you're in school, what to do, how to react. Because a lot of times people don't know how to solve disputes. So we're going to get into that. I think this is a major topic, something that, that you have to start thinking about while in school. Because you go out there in this industry, go out there in, in a shop, and you don't know how to handle a dispute. It can set you back for life. It can set you back generations. It can set you back. It can... Cause you to lose your reputation, lose income, and not lose have, your life, lose and your not own retain life. clients, lose and lose your life. So we don't want that. So what do you think, Jay Boogie? Jay Boogie, okay. <laughs> I like Jay Boogie. <laughs> I, I actually want people to call me that, but uh, I feel like that's a that's a hard topic to talk about, especially if you haven't been through it, or because like, usually I mean, you know with stuff like that. Nobody's re- no, like, no, no, yeah, so really, you're not gonna really be ready for you, it. You just see it on Instagram or on Facebook. It's happened to me. <laughs> I. I haven't shared this story on here, but 
um, I worked at a shop and the, the shop owner was kind of negligent to what was going on in the shop. He wasn't there too often. And they had, he had an apprentice that of course he wasn't there taking care of. And it was just me and him. So right week four back to school, I'm doing appointments, but I'm trying to get some in to help him out. And you, you're uh, moving the crowd. Yeah. And it's like four 30, you know what I'm saying? Move, we got a room full move, of people at four 30 and we're trying to get out by seven, you know, cause we got family and stuff. And, uh, the guy, I guess the guy called the shop owner, and the shop owner, not, with no knowledge of what was happening in the shop, told him, "Yeah, if you show up at four thirty, before four thirty, you get a haircut." Mm. So, not knowing I'm on appointments, and I can't cut him anyway. So the guy came looking specifically for me, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I want you, I want you to cut my kid's hair." I'm like, "Sorry, sir, you know we we got a room full. It's just me and him. We try and get out of here today." And he was like, "Now nah, ain't gonna work." And he, you know, he's cussing and hollering in front of all these people. And I'm like, "All right, okay, he's mad. There's a reason he's mad." Let me take him outside, separate him mm-hmm. from everybody else, because maybe he's just trying to put a show on to get what he wants. Key. Yeah. That's the gem right there. That, won't, that don't work for me. But I took him outside, <laughs> and I was like, you know, s- trying to explain the situation. Sir, the shop owner's negligent. I'm sorry he sent you up here. I would like to cut his hair tomorrow. I can't come up here tomorrow. You know, it continued to be rude and violent. And then I was like, listen, I can't help you, and I don't want to help you. I hope you have a nice day. So as I'm walking in, his sons are still inside the building. As I'm walking in to open the door for him to tell him to get his sons and leave, he tells me he's going to go to the car, get his gun, and shoot me. He said, I'm, he looked me right in my face, said, I'm going to the car, get my gun, and I'm going to shoot this mother effer, is what he said. And I was like, have a nice day, sir. So, you know, one of the key things I learned about that is you can't fight evil with evil. Right. <clears throat> Number one, you can't. If you, if you try to go here with somebody and meet them here, it's going to keep going. That's why, that's why they call it escalation because everybody's trying to go above the other person. And eventually, sometimes it escalates to violence. And one key thing that you said is um, you took them away from the shop. Yeah, that's one thing that I learned. Um, whenever you're dealing with people, uh, you know, they, they, they don't want to back down. People don't want to seem weak, especially men. They don't want to seem weak. So... <clears throat> It's, if they're in front of people, it's going to be even worse. So if you can do it, separate them from either the people in there or people outside, take them, take them somewhere else and speak to them, or whether it's in a room or whatever. And when their voices go high, yours go lower. Exactly. And make it to the point where you go lo- so low that they have to ask you, what would you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? huh? I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and that way you're kind of teaching them how to lower their voice. And that's biblical, too. It says a soft word turned, turned the way wrath in right. the Bible. So. You know, if you if you keep going, whoever can get higher and louder, I mean, that's not a good thing. I mean, because we had an incident in the sh- in the school last week where um, a client came in and he was talking down to some students, one student in particular, and he kept calling him, "Hey, boy, no, come here, boy." Oh, I feel that. <laughs> so, um, so one of the key things we had to do, we had to kind of let everybody know, kind of isolate the situation because, like you say, some people they're looking for that that stardom. They looking, want that hype man. Yeah, looking for that uh, when you're in a crowd and you. You trying to handle a dispute? It, it, the disputes get it gets escalated then, easy because someone in the back is going to say something to have that person thinking that they're being belittled. Yeah, or shout "World Star" <laughs> and then it's on. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the key things is is kind of isolate the situation and drop your voice and say, "Hey, excuse me, sir. Um, would you like to um, step out so we can handle the situation? And just talk about it." It one thing that I, I it, it it's it's funny because it's a movie mm-hmm. and it you know you could learn a lot even though it's it's a movie the movie Roadhouse have you ever seen that movie no no I forgot who I'm talking Craig I, listen for all the people watching <laughs> don't ever ask Craig if he's seen the movie because nine times out of ten he ain't seen it. okay I read books <laughs> have you, I, I watched it yeah, okay so Jordan okay Jordan on the pop culture yeah okay so in Roadhouse uh, basically Patrick Swayze is a is a head bouncer he goes into places and he cleans them up so they're not as rough yeah, right he so, tight pants on yeah he has I, yes. <laughs> 
Is that is that what you got from the movie? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alan made that. <laughs> Anyways, they call <laughs> they call him a cooler, right? So uh-huh. he got bouncers and he's a cooler. So one nice thing that he cold. told them when he brought them into the group and says was be nice. He said no matter if they get loud with you, be nice. Right. If they get rude, be nice until it's time to not be nice. But you want to be nice to the whole process. That way. Because there's times when you could escalate with somebody, and it makes you look worse than that person, mm-hmm. especially when you're running a business. If this man came in here and was hollering cussing, and I proceed to holler and cuss him in front of all the clients and children, <clears throat> how does that make me look? And one key thing, too, you can't underestimate, greeting the clients, seeing who's coming into your environment, into your shop, into the school setting is important when you greet them. You can kind of test the temperature and see where they're at. But a lot of barbers... They want to keep their head down, keep their headphones on, mm-hmm. and not greet clients. It's almost it's imperative, it's important that when someone comes into the shop, new or a uh, recurring client, everyone should say hello. How you doing? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. So that way you are consciously seeing what's going on in the shop. If someone comes in who is at a who's adversely affected left or right by the by the environment they just came out of and into the shop now we all can see the person coming in to kind of be aware of what's going on yeah and then and then also <coughs> you know greet them by name if you know their name if you don't know their yeah. name ask them their name you know. i mean but those things go a long way just being nice to someone when they come into a, an environment that helps because if their day is going rough or something is going on with them you, you maybe can change that tune but if they come in and they're being avoided they just being agitated. Yeah. Looking for a reason. So, and sometimes that happens. Um, let me ask you this since you're, you're here. How do you feel about, you know, you own a barbershop, you still own a barbershop currently, a number, numerous businesses. How do you feel about weapons in the shop? I don't like it because anytime you go into, you walk into the shop and someone is brandishing like that gun or, you know, someone has an, even a knife or brass knuckles that's visible, you kind of feel a certain way. Yeah. It it's, makes you uncomfortable. It so makes what? you. It makes you uncomfortable. It's just like when you're driving your car and you just see like the blue lights behind you. They, they don't. Even, they're not even pulling you over, but you you t- you t- you tight you tighten up. Yeah. And that's the same reaction people get, especially in a small setting. Like because most barber shops are typically from anywhere. <clears throat> the smallest ones maybe three hundred and fifty, four hundred square feet, to the largest ones maybe about twenty five hundred square feet. That's a small space. Yeah. And then, you know, it's not a lot of backdrop. You know, probably right. businesses on either ends of that. And so one thing I would, if if someone comes into a shop or a school setting and their weapons is being shown, I mean, you can politely say to them, hey, can you um, can you kind of have that a little bit more discreet? I mean, it's okay for you to have your weapon on you, but can you have it a little bit more discreet? Because they could be alarming clients at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think responsible gun owners <coughs> do carry concealed. You know, just because I feel like if you genuinely if you're genuinely carrying a gun because you 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 you're concerned about your well being of yourself and your family, you know you you really and nobody needs to know about it. You know, and if if I got a gun and I'm running up in here trying to rob somebody, the first person I'm probably gonna point the gun at is the person with the other gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, so what if how would you feel about the barbers if they had it if they had it put up like was that is that all? I mean, you just don't want <clears> at all. The key is statistics show if there's two guns. In, in an environment, your chances of something happening is higher, opposed to just one gun. Yeah. And when you make people uncomfortable, you're talking about losing your clients, your reputation, 
and making people feel uneasy. And when you messing and losing your clients, you you losing your money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying <clears throat> don't have a gun as a responsible shop owner or barber, but it's not something that everybody has to know that you have. Yeah, because there are more than one persons in our environment who don't like to be around those, those things. Some barbers come in and lay it on the table, so everybody knows that's, dis- that, yeah. that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I seen a barber walking around with it in his pocket one time. I'm like, you making people tight? You you risking losing clients, affecting your reputation, and affecting your income. Nobody wants to see that and know that you have it on you. Yeah, I think it really matters in what <coughs> what area that you're in. Compare like you know some areas might be more hostile than. Some other places, because you know, he has a point. Because you know, if some places, if they feel like they can come rob you one time, yeah, and you ain't gonna they, do nothing. They gonna come rob you. Again. Yeah, I mean, but if you if that's the place that's you, why would you even want to go in the shop like that, knowing that what's going down? If yeah. you understand the environment is not conducive to you, why would you go back? That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you can if, I, if I got if I got a potential to show up at this barbershop and yeah. get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but dang, but his cuts are so good. I mean, you, you answer the question for yourself. Why yeah. would you why why would you want to go into the fire? You got a point. I mean, that's simple. <laughs> it's not too difficult. Mm. But what if you're the nicest barbershop in town, man? That's the only place you gotta go, but that's also the place that gets robbed. But, <laughs> but, but, like, but but think about what you just said. What if you're the nicest barbershop in the town? Remember the nicest, the best barbers, the best cutters, doesn't always make the most money. Yeah. So think about that, and think about it. One day you're gonna have kids, right? Yeah. And you know something's going down in there, but that's the nicest barbershop. Would you want your kids to go there? No. So why would you? Why would you put it on someone else? You want to treat people the way you want to treat. You want to treat people the way you want them to treat you mm-hmm. at all times. So no matter if it's the nicest barbershop, if things are going down in there. They're gonna lose clients. They're gonna lose business. Bottom line is all that is in customer service. I think. Yeah. What do you so so? Let me ask Jordan this question. So, dude shows up with a gun. Says, "I need all your all your tip money for the day, Jordan." What I'm you giving do? it to him? You giving it to him? You he sure? said, "I he need him easy." He said, "Come off them Yeezys." I'm giving them to him. He said, "Let me get that Bass Pro shop." Man. I mean, yeah, he getting I mean, everything. <laughs> I mean, and, but not being funny. I mean, that's what you should do. Exactly, yeah, I mean, it's not I mean, worth it. Don't, but don't, if I get shot, and I'm be so mad if I get shot and I get <laughs> my last, <laughs> you know? I mean, bro, for real. Don't be no superhero. That's why yeah. they tell all those uh, all those store owners and people in like Target, Walmart, whatever. Hey, don't try to fight with someone trying to steal goods. Let them. You know, yeah, they can have it. I mean, your life is worth is more important than trying to confront someone who is doing something negligence. Because they're not going to go too far. For one, there's cameras seeing your face all the time. Everywhere you go, someone's going to pick you up. So that might be your last time doing a robbery or doing something in, inhumane. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something we have to think about consciously, especially when you're in school. Because I don't think that's even a topic that people are t- that talk about. What do you do when you feel uncomfortable? What do you do for confrontations? What do you do? Those things I think that has to be played out and role played in schools all the time for when you get into a shop setting you know what to do let, let me ask this because i think i think about this um sometimes um you know to be real like um having like a female barber and say mm-hmm. you have a client come in that's persistent on the giving trying to give or get attention from this the barber how would you as a shop owner approach a person um, or a client that is harassing 
a barber? Would you would you give advice to the barber, or would you handle it yourself? How would that work? Um, <clears throat> well, it's something you have to think about because it depends the relationship that the barber and the client has. Um, it depends on the relationship that um, the client has with the shop. Um, more often than not, if you're the manager of the shop, you're the head of the shop, what you should do is try to dilute the situation as quick as possible. If you're seeing that the barber's having some problems in a situation, I mean, you can monitor it real carefully and say, hey, can you um, stop the service? Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Um, is everything okay? And if the barber says, hey, I'm having a hard time with this client, um, blah, 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 then you say, hey, can, let me talk to you for a second. Pull them outside away from the situation because there might be other barbers in the setting. Of course. And you don't want to sit there and create a problem for everyone else. Yeah, that, that's definitely an incident where you would have to speak to somebody personally. Yeah, I yeah. mean, <clears throat> ev almost every time, like I, I had a situation with a student one time, and he was just being belligerent, and he came in, and I said, um, hey, what's going on? Oh, this is not the time now. Don't talk to me. I'm like, well, you know what? I need to talk to you outside. Let's go. Well, I'll cut you. I'll stop. I'll, we'll talk when, I, when I'm finished cutting hair. I was like, no, we're going to talk right now. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not leaving. So you know what I said? I said, hey, everybody in the school right now, walk outside. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to them here by himself. Yeah. So you just created a situation where y'all had to be alone whether he wanted it or not. Whether he wanted it or not. Mm -hmm. And I told his client, first off, hey, I need you to get up. I'm going to talk to him. I need you to get up right now. Mm -hmm. And the client understood <clears throat> More often than not, everybody around the situation will understand. So you can handle a situation two ways. They probably already read it before you got to that yeah, point, you too. Can, you can clear the room out and have the individual there by himself, or you could pull the individual away from the floor and the masses. Typically, more often than not, it works the, the, the lather way, where you escort the individual who's causing the problem outside, away from the situation. Okay. Have you ever dealt with any confrontation yet, Jordan? As far as maybe in, maybe not maybe not in the shop or in school or or anything of that nature. Uh, no, not really. I mean, well, I didn't in school one time, but um, it was this it was this older lady, and um, she was probably the most complicated client that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Uh, she wanted me to do she wanted me to do her hair, but I haven't done. She wants. She was. She was asking me to do something that I haven't done. A particular yet. service that yeah, you haven't wasn't haven't, even comfortable yeah. doing. So I was asking Miss Dale for a lot of a lot of questions and stuff, and uh, I had to go get a curling iron. And so I went out. I went into the back, got a curling iron. She was like, "I need a real small one. You need a real small curling iron." I said, "All right, I got the smallest one we got." Came back, and she was like, "You know, she was like, you don't know what you're doing. Have you ever done black people hair before?" Uh, it's I mean, not the right size curling iron. I was like, this is the smallest curling iron I have. Like, I was trying to be nice. Like, you know and, what I'm saying? You, and you're in school. You're yeah. learning. And it felt like she was just judging me. And, and she was judging me. She oh, was yeah. judging me and saying I didn't know what I was doing. And a lot of people said she's been there before and she's made people cry. And I was like, I wasn't going to cry, obviously. I was just getting a little heated. You didn't cry a little bit? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to cry. I was, I was just getting heated because I... I'm a really patient person. I can make, it takes a lot to make me mad. But the point so. is, you, you know that you come into a school to get a service. Yeah. And, and the service people is people that be, don't understand that. They do. because or they, they don't know, want to. They do because they know it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you understand it because it's, it's, a, it's a drastic price difference when you come to the school. Drastic. So you understand that you're getting serviced by a student and they're training. They're, yeah. Whatever skill they're doing, performing on you, 
typically it could be it could be that first time. And that's why you sign the waiver when you sign your name on that sheet. All services are performed by students. That's like a license for students when they're in the school. That's a license to protect you. But when people come in belligerent and being disrespectful and trying to pick and prod and tear apart the students, I mean, that's their own insecurity. That's sometimes they might have something at home going going on mm-hmm. and they try and pick and, and they try to get some authority wherever they can. And poke at you and like, hey, this service is seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. <laughs> so, so in a shop setting, if you're already licensed in a shop, uh, like somebody comes back and complains and says, you know, you need to fix my haircut. When is the line drawn on that? How many times can a person come back within a certain amount of time before the line is drawn? I mean, typically you want to give people opportunity to explain themselves. If it was someone the first time and you have an understanding after you have a conversation and the conversation is received, then you're like, okay, we'll get you again. But if it if it persisted in the second time you go through the same situation and they did not, re- that clearly demonstrates that they didn't receive the conversation that you guys had. So then you have to have a, you have to question themselves and ask yourself a question. Is this worth it having this individual come back to me and patronize my business? Mm-hmm. And that's where it's at. That's where you have to draw the line. But it, there, there's a respectful way to do it. Like, of course. I mean, I, I've seen pe- if people come back, you know, within a reasonable amount of time, usually the next day or within within the first week of a haircut, then I would genuinely fix fix the problem. But, um, you know, if, if you come back three weeks later. When it's grown out. It's like, <laughs> it's well, what's, what's the, yeah, your haircut's grown I don't out. see what's the problem. Like, exactly. I, yeah, you have to see where the, like, if it's the day afterwards, but, hey, you missed, like, a. Like you didn't blend it that good back here or something. Well, okay, I can see where I messed up. But if it's like after a couple weeks or something where it's grown back and I can't see anything, kind of looks like you're just trying to get a free haircut. Because, yeah. because ultimately we have to realize we are in the service business. Mm-hmm. We are in the service business. And the three things that you think about, your reputation, <clears throat> retention of clients, and your income. So you have to ask yourself all the time, is this you getting outside of pocket, out of your comfort zone and yelling at a client, is it worth it? You you should do like a there should be like a checklist like for your clients like or you know the pros and cons of having a certain client. I mean, just think of it as customer service. Whatever customer service is, yeah. Whatever customer service, however you would like people to treat you. Even when you get when you're getting agitated in the situation when you're being a patronizer, however you would like people to treat you, that's how you have to treat them, at all times. Have you de- you have you dealt with any? Um, rare confrontations like I mean I have I well, mean with, with students the, was there any that you weren't prepared for <clears throat> um I remember I was in a classroom one time and I told a student hey um hey put your phone up I'm getting ready to start the chapter his thing was um hey why are you disrespecting me I was like how am I disrespecting by asking you to put your phone up mm-hmm. he started raising his voice I was like hey let's step outside I didn't give him. A, I didn't give him Aaron Jug. Like yeah. let's step outside calmly, and I walked in front of him, and I asked him to follow me. We got outside. He was yelling, blah blah blah. I, I was like calm as ever. I was like, hey man, this might not be the place for you. Because here we're training master barbers. How did that end? Did he have like some external reasoning for for his actions, or did he just decide that he wasn't supposed to be there? I mean, <clears throat> he just decided he wasn't gonna be there, and it, and that was just that one time. I was like, hey, at Crown Cuts Academy, this is how we do things. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can't adhere to those situations and circumstances, hey, this might not be the place for you. Yeah. And it's okay. And you know, that's that you do that with clients too. Sometimes you have fun. to sometimes you have to do that with clients. You have to tell them, hey, you know, this you know, I'm I'm not gonna I don't think I can make you happy. Um I just gotta you you might have to find someone else because sometimes clients want too much from you. Right. They expect too much from you. They want you to you know, they people ex, ex, think barbers work twenty four hours a day, seven days a week for some reason. And we could if we wanted to. Right. I mean, somebody would want a haircut at three a.m. on a Sunday. I I I, I guarantee it. Somebody's probably getting one right now. And right. Uh, but you really have to, uh, as the brother Micah Taylor said, you have to teach people how to treat you. Right. Because if if you let them take advantage of you, they will. They, oh, of course. And and they they might not do it um, knowingly. But but they do do it, you know. If, if if they can make you come in on your day off and do a haircut for a regular price, they're going to do it. Of course. And, and 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 not and not think twice about it. So you have to protect yourself. You have to you have to guard your business. Realize that it's your business. Set hours. Stick to them. Um, prices. Stick to them. And that will avoid a lot of confrontation with your your consistency. I agree. And what about you? you ever fire a client, Jordan? Have I have what? You were fired a client. Fired a client? Yes. I mean, you're seven mm-hmm. months in. So yeah, you, no, no, I haven't. But I, I have, think it's I've a few bucket and I want to cut. I've had told people that I'm, I'm going to charge extra for, you know, because a lot of people try to hit me up for after-hour cuts or on my days off cuts. I'm like, it's, it's 65 or 74 after cut. They're like, oh, okay. I'll just wait until the week. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> somebody, somebody's going to say yes eventually. Yeah, somebody will. But, I mean, if they're desperate enough, they really need it, yeah. yeah I mean, well, the key is, again, you, you want people to know that, hey, this is my off time. And anything past 40 hours is overtime for everybody else. At least yeah. time and a half. Yeah. It's double time. Yeah. Especially Sundays. Sundays I mean, double time. Easy. Sundays, easy. Is, I mean, I, I don't cut as much. And I, I still love the art of cutting, but I just don't have the time to do it because I'm teaching, I'm being an instructor, running the school. But some people just want me to cut them. And when they call me, um, hey, yeah, it's this is the price. Mm-hmm. If, and I'm not even bartering. I'm not even going back and forth. I mean, there's no point. Right. So, but it takes time to get to that point. I wasn't always confident enough to let my clients know this is where I'm at. This is my price. But I'm, but when you start off cutting, people almost kind of make you jaded. You start off with the love for it. Mm-hmm. And like you say, people kind of tend to want to take advantage of you. They do. And which is, un, which is unfortunate. And the love for barbering has never left me. I love this industry. I love what I do. It's a passion of mine's. And the things that we do, like we go on the road tomorrow. Mm. We'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina at Premier Barber Academy and No Grease. No Grease um, Barber College at 1 o'clock. No Grease. At 10. And then we'll also be at Eric Cheek's Barber Shop that evening. So if you're around and you're a fan, you listen to this podcast, stop by and check us out. That would be um, August 16th. But um, <clears throat> yeah. I think it's important. Yeah, I um, at what I, I know that when I first started, like I didn't want to lose clients, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that barbers go through at first. Is like they 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 push, they make themselves, they exert themselves yeah. to hang on to a clientele that they're afraid that they won't continue to build. What do you know? At what point that you felt like that you didn't feel pressure to to, or did you ever feel pressure to hold on to a clientele? I I, I did, I did, and. Like I said, and we talk about it all the time. When you're in the shop and you're not around other barbers and doing other things relating to barbering, it kind of gets boring. You feel get burnt out. Yeah. And 
and I'll and I'll break it down. When I say other things, like myself and MI, we're traveling educators. We do the podcast. Um, we both teach, um, and then we we're in the school, and then we in the shop as well. We cutting clients every. I cut clients every now and then. MI, that's this full time thing. When you do it like that, it does it breaks it down. So that if, that in itself kind of helps you when you have those times when you feel like your guy, he's like, man, this is burning me out. Mm-hmm. You have to add things to it. One of the beautiful things, since you brought that up, was since I started doing those extracurricular things that I felt like would take away from my time and that, you know, of course, the first thing it paid for, you know, I, of course, I, I wasn't concerned about the money, mm-hmm. but my my income slowly went up. Mm-hmm. I was able to charge more for a haircut and make more in less time. Right. And that's and that's slowly happened. I'm cutting maybe three and a half days a week and I'm making just as much or well, probably twice as much as I was making working five days a week. Well, you add into your resume and the more you add to, to your resume, the more you can charge. I mean, that's like um, the more you invested into a company, the more years you've had. I mean, the more money you're gonna get paid, the more vacation time you got. Yeah, the more <laughs> the more medals a general get in the army, the more t- the more he moves up, the more money he makes, and that's how that's what it's about. And then it becomes it, it becomes not monotonous, where it's like I just like it's just a machine. And when it gets to the machine, that's what you don't want. That's what you don't want. Right. Number one thing you don't want, especially doing this. And I, and I wish, like when I started Barber, I wish I could have had something like this where I could come on out of, right out of school and come on a platform and talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or started an industry and start traveling, um, being part of this wonderful thing called the Confess Project. You know, I wish I, I, there was opportunities like that when I just got out of school. You know what I mean? Because I was like, because I did suffer s- through so many years but the love for the industry just kept me going and the love of the art. But you do, I do remember sometimes it was like, oh man, but it was fun. It was still fun, but I wish I could have made it more fun. Some of that, sometimes <coughs> that monotonous stress can, can also, I mean, can contribute to some confrontations that you might have. Right. You know, if you're used to coming to barbershop, doing your thing every single day and then one little thing snaps at, you know, that could, that could set you off. And then when you're so tight, you don't even know how to handle situations. Yeah. Because somebody comes in, and they brandishing a gun, you just think of it like, oh, man, oh, whatever. He just comes in with a gun. Mm-hmm. But you have to be aware of those situations because that could adversely affect you. The, the environment that you're cry- trying to create, the experience. Yeah. Because yeah. that's really what you're selling. You're selling the experience. Because everybody wants to go somewhere where they feel comfortable, where they can let their hair down, kick their feet up, and just chill and get a service. Yeah. That's what it's about. And that's where when you do it like that, and exp- that's when you can start charging more. But if, you, if your environment is tense and tight, you can't really charge more. If it's obstruct where people feel like they got to duck their head, they got to be uncomfortable in the chair. Can't, can't talk to nobody else in the can't shop. Can't talk to nobody else in the shop. Everybody's not, nobody's smiling. The music is just too loud or it's just no music at all. You're like, man, what's going on? You want the right vibe because haircutting has to be a vibe, an experience. I forgot who said it, but they said it was. I don't know if you told me, but they said a haircut is the cheapest vacation you can ever get. It is, man. I mean, it is. You're going to meet people. You're going to vibe. You're going to talk about sports. I mean, how many people just can't wait to come to the shop to talk about? Man, you seen LeBron dunked on him? 
<laughs> man, yo, his feet was by his shoulders. Man, you were talking about conflicts. LeBron, oh, yeah. LeBron, oh, oh, MJ oh, conversation. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be stirring people up for oh, real. Oh, where's the best place to go and talk about the PGA tour and the live tour? You know, people look forward to going to the barbershop to hear people's opinion and views about, man, Tiger Woods just turned out $800 million. Man, I wouldn't do that. $800 million. Yeah, he turned out eight hundred million. That's crazy. One yeah. one one signature. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm good. That's, yeah. So you know, what I mean, you want your environment to be nice. You want it, you want the vibes to be right. So when people come in, like, yo, you know what? I dig this. I, 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 I'm, I, especially people who come from out of town, and they they'll remember your shop. I've had a lot of people. We've had a lot of people come in our shop as soon as they walk in. They're like. But yeah, I like, I like I like the vibe of this shop. Like they've had, they've actually told us that they're like, yeah, man, I like the vibe of the shop. It's dope. Everybody in here is dope. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's just the building that atmosphere. As soon as you walk in, it was like a first impression. So it's like it's just big. for the whole shop. So so, so going back to what you saying earlier, yeah, they can cut, but that's not what you want. <laughs> you got guns in it. <laughs> that's not what you want. You know, yeah, it's not what you yeah, want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you you know that. So that's something you have to think about. Uh, and coming out of the, in this industry right now where you have mentors like myself, am I for you, and you get on the podcast, that's big, man. Yeah, like I said before, definitely the, one of the best decisions that I've ever done to get on here. It's, it's helped me out a lot, too. How, was it, how has it helped you? As far as I've actually been getting a lot better talking to my clients, too. So I'm not as shy, obviously. Uh, I've been getting them, my voice has actually gotten a lot louder. I don't speak as, <laughs> as more low. Yeah, I don't speak as low. So what as it I is, been, what it is, people have been listening to podcasts and be like, "Yo, <laughs> they're like, yo, Jordan, speak up." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, somebody yeah. told you that? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. This is. I mean, everybody's been telling me that my whole life. Is my dad used to do that too? He like speak up because my dad's real loud. How many, how many so. new fans you've grown since you? Been on the podcast. So listen to the podcast. I, I've had a couple people send me some stuff on Instagram. I'm like, yo, is this you on here? I'm like, yeah, that's me. Yes, <laughs> 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 like Mufasa. I mean, that's, tell them subscribe to the uh, to, to the, the podcast. Yeah, I always told, always told them to go in there and listen. They're like, yeah, yeah I'll go in there and listen some though. Yeah. Like, we talk more than just barber and talk about everything. Yeah. yeah. What about conversation with coworkers? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is. Nothing's worse than when you got a conversation with your coworker I mean, and you're borrowing his clippers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a conversation. That's just a family feud. No. <laughs> and so if you get mad over that, I mean, it's probably no, no, he, asked. he was mad already. He got mad and you were already borrowing them. And you had to be yeah. like, yo, bro, let me get these. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, with your coworkers, that's something you have to think about overall. Think about your shop. Think about your work environment. Think about the place where you are. Because you don't want something to adversely affect the whole vibe of the shop. So if it's something that you can really settle, talk to your coworker before work or take him to the back. Take him away from the normal setting of the shop environment. Because people, you don't want people to see that you're not getting along with people you work with. You can feel it. Yeah, that's, that's, not, a good, that's not a good omen for the shop. Man, don't go down there, man. Um, Jordan and Emma, they beefing. <laughs> and then, he, then they start questioning their haircut. They're like, then, does this line look off? Because he was right. He was saying something about his mama right here. I want to yeah, make sure this and, is. and then you guys become the talk of the town. And then there's gossip about you about the shop. And then that brings the vibe of the shop down. And I mean, but it's just like in school when students don't get along. I mean, you have to be able to settle your disputes as human beings. Hey, let me talk to you for a second. I feel this way about you. But most of the disputes in school 
It's typically about students who are insecure about another student haircut, and they'll feel like, oh, he's getting more haircuts than me, so I'm not getting better. He's getting better than me. And then you feel resentment for another student, which is not even fair. Yeah. Because you don't even know how hard he's working behind the scenes. I used to get told that a lot. Like, yeah, bro, you got, you got way more than I do. I'm like, well, else is because... I go out there I and recruit. I go out there and I ask people to let me cut their hair. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not... Cut the whole restaurant he worked in. That was his goal. That was my goal. Yeah, literally. I said, I want to cut everybody as Zaxby's, and I do. I cut every single person as Zaxby's. You still do? Yeah, I have people coming from Zaxby's. And how, Even how, the new hires. How, yeah, yeah. How, did you, how, did, how, did, how was that conversation? What do you mean, like... When you went up to people you work with while you was in school to cut their hair, what well, did you say to them? Usually, the people, at the time I worked, I would have somebody there that already cut, like, the the day before or whatever. Right. And they'll usually recommend, they like, yeah, bro, I told so-and-so about you and then told me she come out to the shop and I'll go to him personally I'll be like yeah bro you should let me cut your hair and he'll be like I, I don't know I said just give me one try just one chance <laughs> and then after that it's all it's raps <laughs> it's raps let me touch your hair one time I'll change your life <laughs> but, no that's a true story I'd because be saying that I ain't gonna lie I remember, I remember I used to tell them boys all the time let Jordan cut your hair They're like nah I, I got my barber let's let him cut your hair y'all in school just together one. just one time I mean, he, Kobe was like that. Kobe, Kobe wouldn't let nobody. Like he would never let nobody <laughs> cut. Craig had, a, Craig had to constantly ask him all the time, and ever since then, Kobe's the only person who cuts his hair now. Oh, really? Yeah, he doing it again. He <laughs> was. He was like, "Yo, let him cut your hair." Uh-huh. I mean, y'all in school trade haircuts. I mean, who you have someone in school where you can get a haircut every week? If they mess up, they didn't do a good job, they'll get better the next time. Yeah. It's not something that they're going to set in stone where they're not going to be able to do a, a good haircut. Give somebody a shot. And that way, you guys, you know you can have one person at least that you'll have a haircut in during that week and, and they, you get better at. And exactly. And, and then you also can you get trade off. You stay clean. Yeah. You stay fly. Because Jordan looking rough right now. He's starting to see what that barber life look like. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get a haircut once a month when you shop. That's why I take I take haircuts. I enjoy them a lot more now ever since I became a barber than before. Yeah, and, and even if they're new, you at least let them give you an edge up or something. Yeah. You know, uh, right? Every student should get a haircut in school every week. I think so. I don't even know if I got one every week or not. I think I did. And that's And it was free. It's the innocent time. It's free and innocent where somebody's looking forward to get practice. So what? They don't do good the first time. You're a barber. You will want someone to give you a shot. So why don't you give somebody else a shot? No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that kills me. <laughs> we should have brought Kobe on here. Hey, like, I was trying to get him on here. He won't do it. Nope. I told Tim we get Tim on here. I told Tim he needs to come. Oh, yeah. Cisco said, man, tell Emma I stopped hitting me up so late. So late. <laughs> This man messaged. He messaged the group me at like three a.m. one time. The whole school group me talk about. We got school in the morning. <laughs> Boy, gonna get out of here. That's what he said. He said you hit him up like two in the morning. I didn't hit him up two in the morning. Did I? I'm gonna look at. You probably did. I don't be sleeping, bro. I was like, I'm like, man. I got a baby. I was sitting there with my baby. He's crying. I was like, I wonder what Cisco's doing tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I told him he, 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 you want him to come on the podcast, which is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get all of them. I try. I, I gassed them all up last week. Try to get everybody come. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get it right. We gonna, I mean, but hey, you enjoyed the hell down last week. Y'all did y'all thing. Yeah, that was fun. We had fun right here. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, you think you'll be able to? If me and Emma is out of town, you think you'll be able to hold it down by yourself? Uh, <laughs> that's 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 a rough one. Well, I'll be on here just like. You got, you, but you got. <laughs> but think about who you could bring. Uh, who I can bring? Yeah, with you. It's, it's not I mean, rough. It'd probably be it, yeah, it's just it'd the same be, way. Yeah, it probably be. A little bit easier if I had somebody on here I mean, with what, me. But if it's by myself, I don't know what I... I mean, no. That, well, you'd have to bring someone. Yeah. So uh, if me and Emma is out of town, you got to hold the show down. The show must go on, Jordan. 
The show must go on. <laughs> I wrote your questions I, down. I put Mitch, Mitch on you. Yeah, yeah I put Mitch in here. Yeah. Man, we need to interview Mitch anyways. He <laughs> yeah, got I mean, his beard but, really But think good. about it. I mean, you just have to prepare. You know what I mean? Write some questions down. Write a topic that you're comfortable with. I mean, you, you, your topic could be eighth month, my eighth month out of barber school and talk about that. You know what I mean? If you have someone, whatever month you are when it happens, my first day of barber school, my sixth month of barber, my first, what was my first client like? What was your first, that, that's the topic. What was your first client like? Do you remember the first haircut you did in, a, in school? My first haircut? Yes, I do. What was it? It was three and a half hours long. <laughs> That's like watching Titanic. What was you doing that? Oh, bro, he fell he he fell asleep in a chair. It was uh, I had three back to back phases that day, and Miss Dale, I think it's, uh, I think Briscoe and uh, Darren was out for the week, and it was me and Kobe was only on the floor, so we had to do all the fades. Kobe was in the bathroom hiding. No, Kobe was out. We was both out there. We were shaking, shaking. I was freaking. I was. Shaking. I mean, but that's important for for students to realize, because most people don't think as good as you are right now. They they don't think you struggle because what a lot of students don't think when they see barbers right now they don't think barbers struggle at all. Your top barbers, your best barbers in the country, your celebrity barber, they struggled. I used to get the sweats. I used to like that's how I know I was like it was getting rough because I see that time like clock ticking. I'm like man, he been here an hour and a half, <laughs> and then I start sweating. Yeah, and then I'm like man, I don't even want to show in the mirror. I'm scared to show in the mirror. But start huffing and puffing. But it's okay because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and. I think the toughest thing is a lot of times people get discouraged and get nervous because it's they don't realize it's something new and they don't want the challenge of something new to defeat them. But it's okay. You have to go through that process. I think the biggest anxiety is when people are like, the biggest anxiety from barbering, and I've heard it from people that don't even do it, is like being scared to disappoint somebody. That is the biggest, I think the number one fear. That's still my biggest number one fear. Yeah, I mean, I think you carry that as a barber. Like, you want everybody to be happy with your work. But you're not be able to, obviously, you're not going to be able to make everybody happy. No. But I want to try to make at least 95% of people happy. Or maybe <laughs> maybe a little bit higher. Maybe like I mean, well, you know, the only person who's perfect 100% is the yeah. Almighty. So, I mean, when you put yourself to that standard, I mean, hey, don't, don't beat yourself up thinking that you have to, be god of haircuts because you can cut in the haircut for you said three out three and a half hours you can cut in the haircut right now if i want to am i want to for four hours it still won't be perfect yeah it'll be great but you you can still find something that you can cut mm-hmm. unless it's just all bald well if it's just an all bald haircut you can just cut on it for days i mean yeah that was my first haircut it was an old man he's yeah. a bald, bald head. It, it, he just but, cut but his check hair bald. this right there's this um ryan sent me this thing yesterday a real and there's this one barber, not not a barber, but a, um, he is a rapper, and his name is YK Osiris. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> what about him? He, I he pays his barber six thousand a month. Steve Harvey said that he his barber made over a hundred thousand dollars, and he said when he went bald, he almost killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then this dude said he get his haircut every two days. Two days. That's, that, my point is, you can cut in the haircut. That's easy money. <laughs> just hit it with a razor. I mean, <laughs> I mean but he paying him six thousand a month. You know, that's not bad. That's not a bad salary. Mm-hmm. Six. That is, that's crazy. Every that's two crazy. days. But the only thing is, if you that nice of a barber, I don't know if I just want to be that like just one person's barber and just pay six thousand a month. Maybe not. Maybe not early in your career, but like I don't Later know. On. Sign me up. Yeah, that would be kind of boring after a while. What do you think about the networking <laughs> that you could get from that? I mean, but if he is saying I want to choose my barber six thousand a month, you're not getting much networking unless after you stop cutting him. 
I mean, think about who he's going to be around. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But yeah. after you stop cutting him, because he said he wants you every two days. Because so you're going to be traveling with him on tour and everything. Like, and cause he's, uh, he's unless you're cutting everybody in the entourage. That would be kind of lame. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, <laughs> I mean not, <laughs> but that is good money, though. So, I mean, I mean I'd, it, I'd it do depends it. how you orchestrate it. I mean, one haircut every two days, you're doing the same person, and I you mean, pretty much just clean up what you're doing. But my point is, you can cut on the hair for like 10 days straight unless it's bald and pick something up yeah, and hit a corner and go there and cut something off. So the, I said I'd say this, there's nothing such as a perfect haircut. It's a great haircut, a good haircut, but you can always find something to nitpick it and like raise it up. Make it better. Make it better. Throw design in there. And you, you could, I mean, you can, from a drop fade, you can go to a mid fade. From a mid fade, you can go to a, a, a little boosie. From a little boosie, you can go to the high and tight. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm saying you can continuously <laughs> just cut on the head. Yeah. And and it all depends on what the person like, how satisfied they are. Because some people, how many times you've been in the shop when you're in school and you cut a head, and this probably most barbers will identify with this. You gave somebody a perfect cut, and they say, "I don't like it." Do it all over. No. <laughs> I'm be like, you, you do now. You done did two haircuts. I had a guy do that one time. It was his son. His son was like getting ready to go to high school, and I was like, "So how do you?" I asked his dad. I said, "How do you?" He's in middle school, going to go to high school. I said, "How do you want his haircut?" And he said, "He knows." And I talked to his son, and we decide on a haircut, shadow fade. And I asked his dad one time, like, he says he doesn't want a bald face. So he wants shadow. He said, oh, that's not whatever he wants. Finish the haircut. His dad's like, he likes it higher, balder. I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance, bro. I done asked you two or three times. Like, that. You, know you, you had your shot. But that's, that's wild. You cut ahead, and they'd be like, yo, do something different. Yeah. Like, what? And it never looks good after that. Like, you can never make it look as good the first time. You already, time. It, you already got the – you had your Gradual. game plan. You, you yeah, got you got the contour of the hair, the haircut already. You know what I'm saying? Justified. Mm -hmm. And now you have to realign it and re-justify it. That's it's never like, right the second time. I mean, you, you, the thing is, when people do that, you cause the barber not give you all. Mm -hmm. Because he's gonna rush through that next that second haircut. He's and and a lot of times, what they do is spin the chair a couple of times, like Wes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I might spin it one more time." <laughs> <laughs> they spin a couple of times and turn the clippers on, have it run by your ears, have you thinking that something is being done. I have done that. <laughs> as a barber people come in and they don't know what's wrong they say I don't know what's wrong it just looks it's not right I've done that with people's uh, with the cape you know they're like that's a little too tight oh I'm yeah like, you right. just that's just <laughs> Adjust a little bit, and then the like, yeah, I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah, that's good. I've definitely like, done that. Y'all be tripping. <laughs> I've definitely done that. Oh snap, <laughs> Mr. Joe Beasy. Yeah, man, the people Joe be Beasy. lying. They just be lying for no reason. I'm like, Why y'all be lying for? <laughs> Another one is like when you when you got the tremors on somebody, and you're like, hey man. Is that hurting you? Because I got more tremors. No, nah, I'm good. And you get done, they bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it hurts. Like, Why y'all be? I don't understand, man. Please don't be one of those people that be lying to you as barbers. Like, I've had some people. Uh, like, hey, hey, we're not talking to the clients. We're just talking about barbers. Well, <laughs> uh, barbers, people, but whatever. Uh, Everybody. <laughs> oh, it's funny because you can relate. I'm sure it's, it's the same common problem, barber. But getting back to the lecture on hand, ultimately, we started today talking about confrontation and having a adversely difficult situation in your shop where someone comes in with a gun or someone is brandishing a gun in the barbershop how would you handle that situation has have you have you 
You said you've seen someone with a gun in the shop before, right? Yeah, one time that's funny. One time that this guy brought this gun into the shop. This is how, people are stupid. I don't care if they got a gun or not. People are stupid. So a dude brought a gun in. He's like, oh yeah, look at my look at my new gun. And the shop owner was like, let me check it out. And the shop owner went to take the magazine out and and pull the take take the bullet pull the pull the um, slide back to see if there's a round in it. Dangerous. And the guy was like, there's no round in there. I ain't racking around in it. The barber, the, my barbershop owner pulled the slide back and the round fell out. <laughs> the but, dude swore there wasn't a round in there. But look how dangerous that situation could have gotten. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like doing something like that outside, in the back, in the room, he threw it on the floor. That's dangerous. They could have discharged and ricocheted his yeah. money. <laughs> somebody died, get killed. And as far as somebody coming in with a gun, I mean, usually, I mean, I mean, this guy came in the other day. Um, he was, especially if it's, if it's a police officer, I'm cool. But if it's just a random civilian who just, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh, you just feel uncomfortable because you don't know what's on their mind. Well, you can't really say nothing to him because. I mean, well, the guy came the other day to the school and he brought his kids to get a haircut. And he had his T-shirt over his gun. And I just kind of suggested to him, hey, can you um, make that a little bit more discreet? Because I don't want to make people uncomfortable. He kind of snarled his, his face up, but he did it. I mean, yeah. I mean, because he's probably thinking, I'll, I'll be honest, my rights. I can show you. <laughs> I mean, but, you know. it, it is your right, but it's also my right to make my students feel and safe. my environment feel safe too. In your business, <clears throat> in my business, of course. You know what I mean? If you, it's your right to carry a gun, but carry a gun where, in your house, in your spot. When you walk into people's business and you, and they tell you that they feel uncomfortable and they feel unsafe, you have to respect that. You should, because for one, I. A lot of little kids don't know what that is. And if they do know what it is, they probably feel uncomfortable. And you shouldn't try to make everyone else feel uncomfortable because for your justification. I mean, especially if this place is, it, it, it's, it's not known to have no violence, nothing of the abnormal. It's a great environment. Everybody's smiling at you. Everyone's greeting you when you come in. Why are you coming in there looking, sticking out like a sore thumb? I think it might be a degree of anxiety that people carry that they just feel so much anxiety towards the world that they have to walk around with a weapon. And it makes them feel safe if they have a gun on them or something. I seen this dude at the car wash. He had like a holster like tied to his kneecap and to his hip. Like Doc Holliday. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, you can, you can get your car washed, man. <laughs> like, Sorry. I'm like, yo, you can get your car washed. I mean, I, you don't want to catch a, let them catch you lacking, though. Right, I mean, with that man, water it's like, it's, man, it was, it was 98 degrees outside. It was hot as I don't know what. I mean, yeah, people, things happen whenever. But be conscious of other people around you. Hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if you're in a, you never know. Just put a point blank. But you in an area that the crime rate is not really high. I mean, you never know. I'm not going to say that because you can't put it past no one. No. No one is exempt. Nobody. No one is exempt. You can't put it past no one. But just be cautious and respect people around you because you can make an adverse situation go from bad to quick. You know what I'm saying? Bad real quick. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean yeah. you know, I own weapons. I have guns, you know, and it's like it's – we're not saying we're not saying we're anti-gun by no, any means. No, no, no. no we're just no. we're just trying to we're just speaking on the on a perspective of owning a shop, walking into somebody's a, business. Yeah, creating an environment, being being a barber in a shop or owning a shop. Making people feel comfortable. Yeah. All your all your clients, all your barbers, um, everyone who's working there. Just be discreet. Be discreet. If you if, if you have if you feel like you have to have one, you know maybe you have PTSD. Maybe you were robbed before. And and, and then 
If you are someone who wants to carry a gun, make sure, call the shop owner. Call the shop and say, hey, can I walk in there with my gun? I usually carry a gun wherever I go. I mean, I, I think that can help. But if you're a shop owner or, or a barber instructor at a school and you see someone coming with a gun, just have them sit in the lobby and wait and be like, hey, can you make that discreet? Mm-hmm. Or can you take that to your car? I mean, you have the right in the school setting to be like, hey, that's not a, that's not conducive. Teach people how how to treat you. Yes. Teach people how to treat you. It's your business. It's your you know your your performance services there. If you can't be comfortable, then nobody can be comfortable anyway. And again, it's just about customer service, making people feel comfortable. Because if if how, how would you feel as a if you knew a student was carrying while you was in school? While I was in school. Yeah. I pull up on and be like, yo, you got a perm to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as they're not, like, taunting it around, I mean, I feel like it'd be okay. Like like you said, if you're, like, covering it up I mean, or something like that. But I, I would feel uncomfortable. Every now and then you're carrying a gun to school, I'd feel uncomfortable. I mean, it's not depends, really It depends on how I know you. If I knew you're know like, you good or not yeah I, 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 I don't know if you're there's no occasion that you can actually have a gun in a school setting like there's no school yeah, that be. allows weapons or firearms on premises yeah. at all you know what I mean so yeah oh, it, it, just a business you know what I mean yeah take it away from scratch the school thing but just walk into your business and just like I'm cool nah and again I'm not I'm not against guns I'm for the, the is it the fifth amendment first amendment, amendment. F- first amendment I'm for it I mean, I'm even going shooting in a couple weeks out in the range, but I want to respect people at all time and give them a good customer service. And I know guns make people uncomfortable when they get in, in a in a setting where it's a service environment. In a place where you're just supposed to be chilling. Just, right. Just to forget about your cares of the world. Uh, but think about it to the next level. And like a lot of people, a lot of barbers who are in suites – individual suites um that's another topic for discussion if you're an isolated suite by yourself which with just one client at a time mm. nah no that is kind of tough yeah i saw a cool barbershop the other day where they had like a um like they had an answering system system where mm-hmm. you would like hit a doorbell they would they could view you through the camera and then they would let you in they would lock the door and let you in right mm. so that must have been just strictly appointments yeah, it was just appointments, but they they had a button by the where they could see the camera and they pressed mm-hmm. the button and unlocked it. Yeah, Which big. you know that's I've thought about that to, considering the nature of the world right now. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, if you have an appointment, you're scheduled to be there. They can look at the camera. You unlock the door for them. I mean, but we said the nature of the world, but this thing has been going on like look, look how many years Columbine was. But I feel like it's just getting frequently more worse. I mean, because so, social media, social media, yeah. yeah, the way information is being um, fl- um, sent to you. It gets to you quicker. Yeah, I mean, if it happens, it'll be it'll be on your plate, on your Facebook <laughs> you got, within the next, you know, like five minutes, not yeah, even five. Minutes. You got Twitter, you got all the whole the whole nine. You know, what I mean, Facebook, Instagram, and all these platforms on Instagram and Facebook with these all these um, sites that people just go to just to watch things that happen around the world. World <laughs> star, world star, um, world star, world star, world star, world star, world star, a ton of them, you know what I mean. So community crime, there's a whole bunch. Um, M- Miami News or Atlanta <laughs> Live, um, Chicago. You know, it's so many. You can just type in anything on, and it'll come up. So information comes to you so much quicker now. And I don't think it's more adversely. Um, it's more 
more ha- it's it's happening more. Yeah, I mean, because school shootings was happening back in yeah. For a minute, I mean, you had a, I mean, Unabomber, all kinds of people. Been yeah, that since the so, so so back since and whatever. If we do some research, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a ton of that. Yeah, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, but the key is, I think, is just customer service, treating people well and being tentative to your clients. That's number one. If you can do that, I think that's half the battle. And and don't try to out out talk anybody. Don't try right. to speak over somebody. Just speak to them how you need to speak to them. And if if things <coughs> progress to where you know, things need to happen, then you, but you're being polite the whole time. But most of the time that diffuses the situation. People just right. give up. And if you're a student in the school and you're having a difficult time with a student, with a, with a client, um, pause the service and go get, a, go get an instructor. Tell the instructor what's going on and have the instructor deal with it. Don't try to deal with the situation by yourself. Or even if you're in a shop, go get with the manager of the shop, get with the owner of the shop and let them know what's going on. Don't try to deal with the situation by yourself. Because nine times out of ten, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a shouting match, and you guys are gonna go back and forth on the floor. Because it's easy to have an emotional reaction. We're all yeah. human. Some people we get angry. You get angry. I mean, people get mad. Step away for a second. Exactly. Don't just endure the service and endure your anxiety, your feelings, getting to a point where you can't control. It. You just boil up and then hit somebody. Nah, yeah, we, we, we don't want you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 you said you want to cut? How, how about yeah. that? You cut now. Get out. Step away as a student. Step away. Give yourself some time. Walk to the bathroom. And sometimes it might not even be that serious. You might come back and be in a better space. They might be in a better space. Yeah. But communicate with your instructors. Communicate with the person who's on the floor about what's going on. Let them know that, hey, you know what? I'm having this issue with this client and I can't. I can't get through to them. And it's really difficult for me right now. Can you come and stand in and help me walk finish, walk me through the end of this haircut or this service? That's what I had to do with Miss Dell with that, that lady I was talking about earlier. Because Miss Dell actually had to finish it for me. Because she didn't want me doing her hair at all. So I was just like, she was like, yeah, I can do it. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. So what do so you, you guys think about this episode today? I think it was a good episode. I think we talked about a lot of like hot topics. I feel like we, you know, is it sometimes these conversations aren't had. People walk around them, and it's good for us to to actually talk about them. Right. I think that's that's. I mean, it's important because um for all our fans out there, all our subscribers, um we appreciate you guys because it seems like every week we get someone new hitting us up with a uh, a review. Yeah, it's more and more frequent now. Yeah. Yeah. I and had a. Uh, let me shout them out real quick. I <laughs> pull them up. And don't uh, forget to help Jordan choose a, a, a barber name. That's, that's yeah. I've, it's been I've been thinking about one for so long. I still can't think of one. So it's one of the raw off the tongue. It has to be something that has to be memorable. J you know? Pro. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out uh, to uh, Michael Robles in Cookville, Tennessee. Hit me yep, up, asking yep. some questions. That's good. That's what's up, Mike. Yeah. What about J Pro? J Pro can't do it. Why? Doesn't sound barbery. J B the barber man. That's too. Too bland, too too original. Too bland. Yeah. Too, <laughs> you want some salt this, on this it? Dude right I, need here. Some, I need something. You type it on Instagram. It just pops up my name. Um, well, your I name is Jordan, so I, I mean, you're already starting is, behind. I know. <laughs> you already put <laughs> for the but rough. My last name is Bar. Everybody's like, everybody's like J Bar the Barber. I'm like, you, you want KD or something now? I don't know, man. It's it's hard. Uh, I gotta, uh, I want to say something. I want to set myself something to set myself apart. It's just that's all. Giannis. 
<laughs> Giannis he, the barber. He's just saying random stuff. It could be Jordan Barber. James Wordy. A lot of people said that one too. And I was like, hey, Barber. <laughs> Dennis Robin the barber. That's uh, <laughs> the rebound king. No, uh, oh, man. It's, it's, I got to think of something. I got to brand myself. I kind of want to eventually start making my own clothing brand. It could be Jordan Barber. Like, Burr. Jay Burr, Jay Burr, Jay Burr the barber. We'll figure it out. Jay Burr, Jay Burr B R the barber. Jay Burr. What's your? You want to say your middle name? What's Tyler? Oh no, he don't need that out. (laughs) (laughs) He's all nah. He don't need that out. (laughs) Jay Burr, Jay Burr, JTB. Be like three R's. Yeah, yeah, Jay Burr. Exactly. (laughs) 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 Oh man, you got me sound like I make tracks. Nah, no, that's dope. Jay Burr, Jay Jay, Burr, Jay Burr, Jay Burr. Yeah. XXX, (sighs) Jordan Bar Barber. Yeah. Oh no, man. I be think I will always think everything. It has to be perfect because I'm a perfectionist. It has to be. That's the, how I am with everything. The way I got my Instagram name was I, I forgot what it was before. Your freaking name is perfect. Well, I mean, I had a guy. I was cutting a client, and he was a physical therapist, and he was like talking about my barber name, and he's like, "Why don't you just be, am I your barber?" And I'm like, "You're a that's genius." <laughs> yes, that was the best. That's the best freaking barber name. Ever. Yeah. I swear, ever. Shout am out Matt in Jersey. Yeah, I mean, we gonna get you some. We'll think, yeah, we got to think of something. Tyler the Creator. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, hold on. I can't, I, hold I, on I now. Can't, I kind of like the creator part. Yeah, Tyler know. the Creator. The bar, Tyler the nah, creator. not Tyler. Not me. My, my JTB the Creator. Yeah. It don't have to be. It doesn't have to be Barbara at the end. It could be like Jordan the Creator. That's okay. your Barbara name. I kind of li- like that. Jordan the Creator. Because you're creating you, magic. Jordan the Creator. I kind of like that. I'm about to still. I'm about to. I'm about to go you can be them. crown cuts of Bristol. Yeah. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, the creator. Look it up. See if anybody out there has that. Watch, Jordan, I'm, the creator. I'm looking at like 15 of them. You take nah. take Craig's name and like they took a pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> I get asked every day if that's my pawn shop. Craig, where'd you get that pawn shop? Yeah. <laughs> Craig's pawn shop. But as all good things, everything must come to an end. And today was a good episode. I think we did some good things today. We just want to make sure you guys get the juice like you always do. Spreading the love the Tri-Cities way, but no, spreading love the JC way. That's how we do it. Spreading love the Crown Cuts way, that's how the main way to do it. Again, Craig's Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol Crown Cuts Academy, um, Johnson City and Craig's Crown Cuts, downtown Johnson City. Hit me up on um, Craig Charles for... CraigCharles408 at gmail.com or hit me up at Craig.Charles at CrownCutsAcademy.com if you want to hit me up or just hit, send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to continuously give you guys the information that you need to make your career successful as possible. We love what we do and we show it on this podcast. And my guy, my guy to the right, getting ready to do a road trip together in Charlotte, doing the thing that we love to do. In my fields, am I your barber? I'm going to be in Charlotte tomorrow. Stop by if you're there. Yes, stop by. We got to get Jordan to roll with us one day. My guy, my guy. Jordan Barr. <laughs> Jordan Barr underscore 52 Savvy on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler. Jordan the Creator. That's the new barber name. I, I, I'm, I'm flowing with that. I kind of like that. Jordan the Creator. Like 
Yeah. Because I am a creator. I'm an artist. Yeah, and just think about how you're going to do a logo with that. Like something just like with some hands or something creating something. Yeah, Jordan the creator. You got some clippers in your hands, both hands creating something. That's dope. Mm. I like that. You like that? I like that. <laughs> just be the creator. <laughs>